has time. A podcast for no reason that takes lots of time. I rhyme time with time, and I know that's lame, but the world is going up in flames, and we gotta figure out who's to blame. Sandra and John have to say because Nooner's a band-aid on the gravestone of the USA. Oh. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Nooner Podcast. I'm your host today, John Sylvain. I'm joined here by Marty Yu and Steven Kruger, two very talented minor internet radio personalities or MERPs as we call them here. How are you guys doing? John, quick question. Yeah. Who's a worse singer? Her, how are you? I'm good. Who's a worse singer, you or I? Uh well I don't I, I, I think because that was pretty fucking bad, but well, I'm pretty fucking bad too. I uh no I think I'm much worse than you are. Kruger, you have production skills on your side. I, I didn't ask if I I'm clearly a better producer than John. But you know, John is you know, it's not really a competition, uh, or it wasn't until now. Uh, and I wasn't really bringing my A game, so um, yeah, fuck you. Oh, so next okay. time I'm gonna come in with uh, a song that just sounds incredible. I think that is the tagline, like I have time to do that. Shit. <laughs> That's the tagline for this, uh, for this podcast. I wasn't bringing my A game. Mm. <laughs> well. John, I, what's your well, A-game? Whatever. What the fuck? How? Mm. My A-game? Yeah. Take control. What, uh, what, what, do you, what do you think you're really good at, Stephen? Nothing. Nothing? What do you think I'm you're really better at? I'm really good at failing. What do you think you're better at than like 80% of the population? Uh, Buying Facebook stock. No, there's. Uh, I'm uh, pretty good at uh, being a wisecracker. Uh huh. Yeah, I think that's. I, I would totally agree with that. I think you have a, a unique talent. Marty, <laughs> what, what do you think? What do you think you're really good at? Well, actually, let's start with. What do you think Steve's really good at? Well, what he's best at is being yeah. a wiseacre, but he gets like a yeah. B minus. As a wiseacre? Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I would not. I would not no, say that. No, Steve is. He's he's one of the funniest persons I know, and he's mm -hmm. also a very um, a very confident writer. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say I I was thinking about this. Uh, this is one of the questions I was going to ask when Cassandra's not here yet. Um, but uh, I was going to ask you guys what you were what you were good at, and I I think Steve is very very good at finding a way to say something that is so incredibly offensive and funny and just instantaneously it's very it's a it's a talent it's a defense mechanism uh yeah you know, growing up where i grew up and dealing with the people i dealt with yeah and being uh from a broken home with a bipolar mother and a emotionally distant you, father you have you have the um violins marty um, i'm gonna say that uh, 
actually, you know, pushing those boundaries is is very difficult. And uh, Steve has a very high average for pushing those boundaries and saying yeah. inappropriate things while being funny. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, he's he's like uh, he's batting around four hundred, you know, which is very good. Fucking Better than God. me. Better than me. <laughs> so Marty, what are you good at? Very little. I'm I'm good at I don't know. I'm I, I wonder about that all the time. I'm like I would Me like too. to be great at something. I was, you know, good at something as a teenager and that was very satisfying and I don't think um I don't really I, I you know what? I should say that like I am now When you were a teenager you're good at something. Were you talking about fencing or masturbation? Yes. Um, mm. But now I'm less interested in being good at something. On guard! <laughs> it does sound like you're coming when you're. On guard! God. Um, I'm more, much more interested in um, doing things that I enjoy, you know. Um, uh huh. And and, and that is. Uh, yeah, I, I've given up on being good at things, and I, I'd rather do things that bring me joy. Uh, and if I part of that happens to be being good at it, then you know, so that's fine. But uh, there's mm -hmm. certain things that I do that I'm not good at that bring me joy. Uh, mm. I I uh, built an owl box, or I didn't. I I didn't even build it. That's the thing. Um, uh, it's a box that will attract barn owls and to nest. <laughs> okay. And and so they'll eat the the mice it's that to are... frighten your wife or what? No, 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 it's to eat to um, eat the mice that are uh, plaguing the garden. And uh -huh. uh, so, like we, there's a, a local wildlife foundation that has these boxes. And we didn't want to shell out the full price for one, so we got one of the like rejects that was made by a Girl Scout. Who they were like, "Nice try," but um, uh -huh. this is going to be uh, go to the donation pile, and basically, it's a pay what you want sort of thing. So we paid like sure. yeah half the amount. Um, but uh, you know, I I painted it badly. I added some modifications badly, and then I. Uh, put it on a big pole and laid some cement badly but uh -huh. i was it made it made me so happy to do it and yeah maybe i don't know how i like i'm just flabbergasted like why any barn owl would come and and nest in there but well what what what, what makes these boxes attractive to barn owls are they well price or uh, yeah they well, have, you could burn owl neighborhood you need to put it in a, a place that's sort of open uh, f facing some open space, uh, facing east, and the hole is is just big enough for them to fit in, but not big enough for the great horned owl to fit in. Their uh, number one predator, and then uh, you put sawdust in there, and you know, so it's. We're uh, talking owl on owl violence out there in the. It's in the really, owl land. It's so ugly. It's so sad. Yeah. But the best owl. Raps have come out of this uh, this feud. Yeah, what the the uh, barn owl versus the great horned owl? Yeah, yeah, they they throw down, they throw down. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> well, I so, think, but that that's my my point is like that made me really. That's the most satisfying thing I've done, and I didn't do it well. 
in you know in the past uh, six months. But yeah, what do you think uh, Marty's really good at, Steve? Uh, really being a bummer on the podcast quite a bit. I'm. Um, oh, I, he's I, really I good about... at worrying about problems that are so beyond his scope when mm -hmm. he should focus on the micro. Like mm -hmm. he has stumbled into home ownership in a Tony part of town mm -hmm. and has a very productive and lovely wife and he should focus on making her happy, but he worries about the poor. So it, it's really, it's, he's very good at being selfless, which I find disgusting. So, because so, so. <laughs> I'm, because I'm a gross capitalist pig no, without without, without missing a beat steve see this is this is why this is why you're amazing i asked you uh what he's good at and you just criticized the hell out of him it was, it was yeah. and it can you believe like i'm married because <laughs> this is what i'm like oh you should have heard their vows oh. yeah it no. was a roast no I, <laughs> I i got misty eyed it was, if you can imagine and i do have this on on I think on tape somewhere, or whatever, on digital. Uh, but Steve made me misty-eyed. He was really, really sweet, and you would never, really, you would never think of that. But he was also no, at the same time. I don't believe you at all. Very funny. He was very funny. Huh? He was, he was also funny, funny and sweet. Yes, two things that you never thought Steve could combine, but he did. You know yeah. what I am good at, John? I'm good at surprising people because I uh -huh. like to surprise people. Uh, and I, I remember okay, put I, your I worked dick with back this... in your pants, okay? Nobody wants to see that in this call. Mm, that that was interestingly, that wasn't surprising coming from you, Marty. <laughs> that wasn't surprising coming from Steve. No. No. I just and, I remember this uh, this woman. I worked on the show years ago and she was like the assistant to the showrunners. And she was just around me all the time. And just imagine with like a room full of me's, you know, just assholes who can rip you apart in two seconds and say mm -hmm. the most horrible thing. And I remember she had like a table read of her, of her short film. And she, we, we all read it and she kind of cowered when it came to me to talk. Cause she knew, or she assumed I was going to say some snarky, you know, whatever. And I just turned that part of my brain off and I just gave her like clear, like, here's where I think the strengths are and here's where you can improve and really like deep mindful, you know, notes as, mm. as they say. And she was like, I was not expecting that from you. I thought you were going to make a fart sound and make um. fun of everything I did. And I said, no, there's a time for that. And then there's a time to be serious. And uh. this is me being serious. So, so you <clears throat> trying to now, please guys, that's actually, that's you gross. know what? I will say one thing I'm good at is giving uh, notes on story. Okay. All right. Uh, yes, I just discussed Marty. Marty did a, a table read of the first four episodes of Subterra, and he had, in his typical passive-aggressive, like, I, I'm just the guy here reading it, but here's a problem, and here's a problem, this, fix this, and here's a problem, and I, or, or, don't, or don't listen to me, and of course, we're going to address them all, and my creative partner was like, yeah, he had really, really clear, important thoughts, and I went, yeah. But it came out in his little bitchy, cunty, like, or, or, not, or not. I don't know. You I'm know, just here. There, there's this woman. Uh, he has the spine of a jellyfish. There's this social scientist who, who <laughs> studies uh, the different business practices of, of, like, different cultures. And basically, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, 
like outlines how the different strategies are. And one of the American strategies is like you give, um, you know, uh, two bits of criticism and then three, you know, two bits of, of uh, praise and then two bits of criticism, two bits of praise. And you sort of you, you sort of jockey those things back and forth to put your point across. And then uh-huh. like the f- like the dutch they don't do that at all they just like say things as they are and so like uh, an american would give this feedback to this dutch person and the dutch person would be like i just got the best feedback ever but meanwhile like the american manager was like giving trying to couch all this feedback like you know constructive feedback with like positive things, but the the employee had never heard anything positive before, <laughs> so it was just right. like, oh, I, I'm I'm kicking ass at this job, uh, and yeah, so clearly I come from the American standpoint. Um, if you want me to give you Dutch feedback, I will. You know, Steve, that is a great band name, Dutch feedback. <laughs> I Dutch love that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it, Pitchfork uh, says their new EP is a seven point seven. That's very what, high. What's Pitchfork? It's a thing that I boomers look at to find you know, out yes. when the new uh, Franz Ferdinand is coming out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do do uh, do you cultivate surprising people, Steve? Is that do, I, you, do I cultivate? You it? It? Yeah. Do you think about it? Do you think like what would be what 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 are they expecting and what, how can I surprise people? Do, do do you think about that? I do. I think subconsciously because I do yeah. it so often. But I I like to I really like to read the room and then so well not this room like yeah. a like a room where there's a paycheck somewhere I'm looming sorry. in the sure. yeah and yeah i like to not shock because i don't people can just do crazy shit and i'm like eh, okay i i just like to i like to keep people on their toes because you i think i am afterwards? attracted to people that do that to me or artists that do that to bands that do weird things that you think what or filmmakers or mm-hmm. you know artists or whatever musicians i yeah. i appreciate the oh that was that was a surprise yeah the unexpected yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, hey john what are you good at what what am i good at i i don't know i i'm i'm good at uh dates uh, man dates what? and history Dates and history. I'm, I'm well. I'm very, very good at trivia. I, I have a mind that's just exactly like flypaper. It's full of little insect <laughs> dead, dead, dead animals. Dead animals, like totally clouding up my brain. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm very good at that. Your um, brain is like a vault. You keep all sorts of information in there that I never, I, I could never in a million years bank. Yeah. It's funny because I, I have a I have a really good memory and I've just started to think as it's degenerating because I'm getting old and I'm smoking too much pot. But um, wait, w- w- you smoke pot? Yeah, yeah. I thought you were sober. Yeah, I am sober. I'm just stoned. <laughs> um, Ugh. so yeah, so it's but it's it's an interesting. I just wonder if if my uh you know my brain is like developed in some way that makes me have a better memory than the average person but who the fuck cares but you know it's it's people some people have different ways of processing things and are good at it uh, marty i the thing that you're really good at or one of the things you're really good at is and this is uh, i was astonished when we went and saw that star wars play 
your ability to go from character to character and create completely distinct characters who are having conversations with each other with completely different voices and mannerisms was really amazing. It was great. It's because I, I have no inner soul myself. So it's, you have no self. I have no he's self. Like, I, he's like a he's like a block of tofu. There's no flavor. I'm just proxy. I'm just living proxy. Uh, and as Marty read all of the the scenes from the Subterra, there were different. There are different. There are a whole bunch of characters now. There's yeah. Ace, which is the character he voices, but there's a girl and other people. I'm not spoiling anything, or maybe I am. And the creative partner I work with was like, he just on the blind read just sounded like a girl, but not trying to sound like a girl. Like he captured the cadence, and mm-hmm. then he sounded like this character who was an authority figure. And he's like. Maybe we should just have him do all the characters. And I went, no, 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 I can't listen to that. <laughs> no, fucking, no, get CC. I can't fucking no, listen to no, that. No, 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 you, you definitely can't. But no, that but was it really... was it was something that uh, Warren, who I did the thing with, picked up on. Like he's really well, that like is good at that. Super kind. So let's carry on this masturbation session. And John, you are one of the most uh, inspirational persons I've ever met. Like you can rile up a room, uh, like nobody's business. Like so, he, you know, John got me in, into acting he created this theater company that i hope is still thrive well not thriving well it's but- totally thriving i mean it's fighting over th- this that and the other thing but it's it's doing all right financially yeah uh, well that's fantastic got- and yeah. it it's really came out of just a, a seed idea in john's you know um little apartment in well pretty big apartment in san monica and it it just blossomed into something great and i made some lifelong friends and i wouldn't be here if not for john um so that that is one thing that john can do is just uh, inside a riot basically um but john like what happened with the ovation awards do you know oh yeah i was just trying to look that up so what are the ovation awards again well the the uh, there's this organization that existed until today called the uh, Los Angeles Theater Alliance, I think it was called. And it was basically, you know, just all the theaters would pay dues if they wanted to be part of this. And if they were paying dues, and then one of the things they did was have ovation awards. And that's basically um, like the, the OBs for independent theater in Los Angeles, right? Yeah, well, it's it's the, actually, it's the, it's the Tonys, you know, it's, it's the, it's not the off OBs were for off Broadway, but the ovations are for everything theater in Los Angeles, like the Jefferson's for Chicago, or I don't know what else there are anywhere else. Um, but it was, it was sort of the main theater award and, you know, like most theater, uh, most awards, it's kind of silly, but I, I guess they, um, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what happened, um, but there was a play at uh, East West. East West Players, yeah. East West Players. Is that the name of the? It, or the, it's East first West. of all, they they didn't call it from East West Players. They said it from it was from the venue, which was, and they never have called the East West Players the, the their name for whatever reason. East West Players is an Asian American um, theater in Los Angeles. I've done work there. Uh, and Marty has done work there. Great place. Um, because he's an Asian American. What? So they, they had to hire him. No! <laughs> I thought it was like he, I thought it was an exception. So so uh someone was I not thought you were Latino, Marty. You're Asian American? Some oh, woman was apparently. 
Who do you know the name of the of the woman who? Yeah, Julie Lee. Julie, was it Lee? Yeah. Was it somebody? Oh, it was Julie. Yes, it's Julie Lee, but her name is spelled J U L L Y. Yeah. Which is the interesting thing is that um, that's I don't think that's a um, is that an that's not an Asian thing. That's just a you know weird. It's an actor thing, you know. An actor thing, yeah. So her name is Julie Lee, and um, when she was nominated, and when her maybe she won or her name that at the venue when her her name came up they mispronounced her name and then they put up this uh, picture of another asian american woman hoping and that no one would notice I, I i don't know if they and and that was sort of the last straw for an awful lot of people because and, and to be fair like she she laughed it off she thought it was like oh my yeah. god you know and this has happened to every Asian actor or whatever. It had to happen to every person of color, a, a lot of people of color. Uh, well, but, she didn't take it. Per, she didn't. She didn't hurt her feelings until she realized that it was. Uh, it hurt a lot of other people's feelings. It was trending. So yes, it was. Yeah, and so uh, the what what ended up happening is um, this sort of, and I I don't I haven't followed the story very carefully, but this sort of shone a light on the fact that um, a lot of people have been very unhappy with the LA Theater Alliance for a long time in terms of their uh, diversity and inclusivity and um, and pretty much everything about them. And um, they were uh, there was a big thing in LA Theater here about the, uh, about equity that's very complicated and a long story and not actually very interesting. Um, but uh, obviously people who do theater in Los Angeles are very upset about it. And um, LA uh, Theater Alliance, uh, they're, 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 they weren't very helpful in the struggle. Um, and so what happened was basically every organization, including Sacred Fools, um, quit. Uh, John's theater, the, 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 the yeah. theater that John started, I should say. Yeah, where, where uh, and Marty did some work. And every, every uh, theater in Los Angeles quit in over the past week. And and today the uh, L.A. Theater Alliance stopped. They quit. They just ended. The board of directors announced that they're no longer in existence. Now, how do you feel about that response of of the outside theaters? Do you think that is merited? Uh, the outside. I mean, like your like you know, Sacred Fools. Was that? Did you endorse that? I wasn't uh, I wasn't consulted and uh, I don't uh, I don't really I, I think it's a silly or the organization is not useful. Um, it had it had a warehouse, a prop warehouse for uh, about eight years that was extremely helpful and uh, people traded props and and sets and things. And that was pretty much it. Um, and the ovation awards are somewhat something for something. But most of the time. It's an award that you get for a show that closed six months ago, so it doesn't help you in any way. Yeah, it's, it's no the, Tony, really. I mean, let's be honest, you know. No, and the, the economics of theater in Los Angeles are so completely different from uh, New York that, it, I mean, the Oscars and the Tonys are Money designed, makers, right? What? They're money they're makers. Money make, yeah, yeah they're, 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 they help the marketing of, of right, uh, right, right. that's what they're for. The ovations, it's just nice to have awards, but right. it's not that it's, it's not like you have to pay paying dues for the whole thing is so it's silly and back padding and, and, and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, and so I, I wasn't aware of their shortcomings, so I, I didn't really care. 
I just knew that it was kind of a silly organization. I've not, the people that I knew who, who worked there, I didn't have a super high opinion of them. Um, one of the people who worked there was one of the people who started this whole equity thing that ended up having the 99-seat theater uh, uh, special carve-out, which was um, happened basically as a, a special uh, exemption so that you could do... Um, so equity equity actors could do theater in small tiny houses. It's allowed Sacred Fools to hire have anybody play and uh, without having to pay uh, so much that that it, it wouldn't work. Um, so anyway, it's 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 done. It's gone. I mean, it's, I mean, it was it was super canceled. But the and the timing was terrible. You know the the why time, be the the timing of what. Of slighting an Asian woman. In, oh yeah, sure. Yeah, like that. That is really just dumb, and like you know, they should have been highlighting that as a you know, just because of what's going on in the country, instead of uh, why what's going on. Uh, you know, um, there's this big stimulus package going through, and <laughs> Asians really love it. You know, they do. We love we love government money. I was thinking about you, Marty, because I was on a bike ride uh, along the river, and there was an old Asian couple, and I passed them. Uh, and as you give them was, any pose, as you beat them into a pole, and I yeah. said, "Marty and Victoria, no, uh, I thought you people didn't age." Anyway, I just I paid them no mind. You but, people, uh, how dare you! I, I'm riding around the LA River on a bike path trail whatever and i pass uh, you know some river trash some gutter punk some guy not wearing a mask and he's carrying a beer and he's heading towards that couple you know i i zipped past them and then a beat later i zipped past him and i sort of just clocked him because he's got that look like yeah my pilot didn't get picked up i'm you know <laughs> i'm wearing <laughs> I'm wearing like rags and I, I got a beer and I got like I found that, some shrimp in my cinnamon toast crunch and yeah I, I I got that mahogany I've been out in the sun for eight months kind of skin tone and I got to the end of the bike trail and headed back and I saw he had caught up with that elderly Asian couple and I slowed down because I was like is something happening and I need to I I, I think I need to hang out because it was Get, starting to get dark. There's no way to get off the trail. You know, you're, I guess you could run down into the LA river, but they looked old and nothing happened. But I just was like, ah, I just don't feel comfortable leaving them with this gutter river trash, gutter punk person. And he eventually moved on. I just kind of hung out and, and lingered, but I thought about you and like, maybe you need to start carrying a gun. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's or or pepper spray or something, a sword, yeah, a sword. Uh, I was out in um, a, a little bit out of out of town, and I was doing some running, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna take this giant German Shepherd with me, uh, and and you know, just to, I don't know, uh, you just it, never know, but. To be clear, it was a giant German Shepherd that you knew. It wasn't just some random giant German no, Shepherd. No, no, his name was Franz, and uh, <laughs> he he lives on the eastern part of Germany, right on right near Switzerland. Um, oh, oh, yeah. I thought you meant a dog. You meant a real no, no, no. no. Franz, 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 and I. Go Switzerland way doesn't back. touch Germany. Yeah. Uh huh. Wait, what does it? 
It does. I think it does. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, Shut it's your fucking mouth. Say it is. Um, but anyhow, it it was. Uh, it it is like part of me. There's like this stupid uh, fantasist part of me that like w- would like welcome some sort of confrontation. But then there's the realist in me who's just like, I would have no idea what to do. I would act like a a shrill. A child, and then I have no fighting skills or or any sort of physical presence. So I would be. I was I dead. was hoping this uh, gutter trash, this uh, river river scum. I th- I was hoping he would do something, and in my mind, I started to do prep. something. River trash, do something. I said, "Well, I'm wearing a, a bicycle helmet, and I would headbutt his nose as hard as I could." Ah, I, like, I, I thought, it. "Oh, that'll fuck him up." Like, mm-hmm. if you've ever been punched in the nose really hard, it just lights your head up, yep. and your eyes water, and you're done. Like, it, it's and I'm like, "Oh, I have a helmet. I I can use it." Oh, I was just begging him to do something. I'm sure, looking to fuck been, somebody have up. You been punched in the nose, Steve? Yes, sir. Yeah. Have yeah, you been? Not... In, uh, have, have you been in a lot of fights? No. Like how many? Like two and a half. Two and a half. How about you, one, Marty? One was in the bathroom of uh, a Cat and Fiddle in Hollywood, and it was oh, really? me and a guy in the bathroom because he was bumping the, the people I was with. This is the the bar that Bill Waterson was a bouncer at, so it was probably uh, it was probably, probably around there. Yeah. And uh, he and I, he and I just, did, we did the, uh, we're, you want to go? Yeah, let's go, buddy. Let's All right, dance. let's do this. Let's, right, let's fucking do this. Yeah. And then he started punching the uh, the the thing that dispenses paper towels and i went i'm fucking i'm an animal i'm gonna eat you and he went and then security threw us out so that was the half of fight that was like we were the the engine was primed Um, but in high school uh i punched a guy and he punched me back and then at at a at a a show a concert a punk rock gig a guy punched me and i punched him back you know that's not, like, not like like uh, you know a Clint Eastwood movie in the seventies with an orangutan, like a thirty minute brawl. I just, just don't know. know why people would get in a fight. You know, like uh, come over here, Marty. I'll, I'll fucking punch you in the face. Yeah, all right. Uh, James Barn punched me in fifth grade because he thought I was teasing um, s- somebody who uh, I wasn't, um, and he just he cold, <laughs> sure you weren't. He cold cocked me. Uh, and then in his name was James Bond, James Barnes. Um, and then Barnes, James Barnes, Richard Lisa, like for whatever reason, like just picked a fight with me. And I'm, you know, I have a lot of fast twitch muscles, uh, but he, where are they? Uh, in my butt. Um, Oh, we're back. Yeah. But he, uh, he was a sprinter and, uh, yeah, we we nothing ever happened. I've I've never been in a fight. Like, who gets in a fucking fight? That was seventh grade. Like, nobody in an uh, no adult should get in a physical altercation. There's just like, there's no, we're not in that world unless you come out. You know, my grandma. You know, well, unless you what come at your grandma? Yeah, 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 yeah. I I mean, well, I I was I, I remember seeing uh, some wrestler lady. Um, who was kind of famous at the time, about 10 years ago on uh, on Conan, and uh, she was talking about something. And it, whatever she was talking about, she was talking about being at a, uh, a gas station and getting into a fight. 
And the way she described everything about uh, the encounter and just the way she carried herself, she's one of those people that just basically looks around and says, who can I, can I take everybody here? Yeah, I can take everybody here. I could take, I might not be able to take him. There's, I think there's people that live in a world of violence, Yeah, you know, and, uh, and they're ready and they're just looking around for a fight all the time. And that's I mean, why, I think everybody has different ways of looking at the world. And that's why and, gun control is kind of a thing, you know, because yeah. you don't want those people, those people having, you know, weapons of mass destruction. Well, just having having something that's designed to kill people and having it close to hand when you're mad, you know, like we talk about this last last week, um, you know, the idea of a a crime of passion or or a hate crime, like all murders are hate crimes. It's a hateful thing to kill people. And then, you know, crimes of passion, like like as if there's some excuse for killing somebody. And, you know, it's the only person guilty of a crime of passion is Army Hammer because he has so much passion. It's like, a crime. It, it, and for some reason, it pulls right in my genital area, all his passion. Mm. It's crazy. I want to gut you and eat you and fuck I, your gallbladder. I and, welcome mm. it. I welcome That's it. That's a lot of passion. I wish I had that much passion. Yeah. And, you know, he's got a lot of free time on his hands these days. Oh. But he dropped he out, dropped, of, he dropped out of a play. Yeah. yeah. Aww. Aww. Poor guy. If he only had like a trust fund to back, you know, oh, right, uh, oil money. Wait, uh, does he have oil yeah, money? It's tough yeah. about you know that guy because he's also you know what I I really I really envy people who are who are tall and thin and good looking and rich. Is that really? wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Is he that tall? <laughs> he's taller than me, but most. Most yeah, human beings are. Yeah, most adult males are taller than you. Almost uh, half of adult women are taller. I feel like he's Hollywood actor tall, which is probably like 5'10". Well, that's taller than me. Why are so many male actors so short? It's the head thing, probably. Because their heads are real big? Yeah. I, yeah. I would imagine, because it really is an advantage to have a large head. Oh, yeah. And I don't, I, I, I can't quite figure out exactly why, uh, but it is we we uh, we missed uh, an actor who died recently that I that I worked on a show with years ago is George Siegel. Mm. And a really nice guy. Yeah. He's 87, you know, people die. But I remember meeting him and working on the show and I could not believe how big his head was. Yeah. Like I'd stand behind it and I go, "How does how does he support that thing? It's like a fucking <laughs> they really look like Easter Island people." Yeah. And then the other thing is, is that they're uh, because the camera, you know, adds twenty pounds. People who you think are kind of slumpy are actually thin. Yeah, there's TV then, fat. Like yeah, and then and then the people that you think are are fit are like sticks. Like, have you ever seen Michelle Pfeiffer in real life? No, but, but I, I can tell she's uncomfortably thin in person. Yeah, so she's super thin, and she has an enormous head compared to her body, and that's true of yeah. you know, Calista Flockhart, uh, the obvious ones, but almost all right. those, all those Hollywood actors are they just they're like they, lollipops. It's this big round thing up top, and then the body, you know, I, I who was like that? Uh, Carrie Ashen Grant, Kutcher's wife. What's her name from the '70s show? Mila Kunis. I've, I've Mila. met her, and she's so small. It's yeah. it's like upsetting. <laughs> I was like, she's like the size of a small little boy. Like, it's just, uh. but you know, big eyes, big head, 
tiny, tiny body photographs like, oh, she's real sexy. And in person, you're like, yeah. are you okay? Right. Do you have some sort of Benjamin Button thing going on with the? Um. So, uh, as the uh, as the so, sort of the the host of the this week, I, I should mention that Cassandra has in fact text texted us. Why why am I? I can't talk. And Cassandra's not coming, so it's really up to um, Marty to bring the funny. Okay. Good. Well, just just so we we set a bar. And maybe we'll be able to get under it. Yeah, uh, she's getting her hair done. Is she really? Yeah. She she wrote to, that we should avenge her. What is? Should we come back and? She's getting her hair done. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. She got a new agent, and she's hot off of whatever CW show. She's you know got a up. I'm sure the agent was like, "We need new headshots," which means. First, I gotta go get my hair done. Then I gotta call Dante, and he's gonna take some photos of me. I'm it's such a fucking scam. I'm still totally. living off of uh, you know residuals from 1997's like uh, uh, whatever Friends or whenever it was. I don't remember. Friends. Friends. Yeah. Well, that See, they repeat that every five seconds. Yeah. Um, apparently, the best show ever made. So we we have over 100 million people have gotten listening? at least one vaccination oh, yeah shoot. i was listening to this podcast right now no i'm sorry i Hello, read that wrong. america one million people have gotten at least one shot 60 million this is in america or the united states have gotten are fully vaccinated and three there are three million shots a day going into people's arms um i just got my second shot on april fool's day at least that's what i, I was told um and uh i felt really sick on friday and i just hope that that was because it was a vaccination um so it looks like you know we're kind of looking at the end of this lockdown and my question is are there some things that you started to do over this past year that you'd never done before because you were home or or you couldn't do this that and the other thing that you or things that you don't want that you stop doing that you want to continue to not do and or do like uh, there's things that that you like doing I, i'll i'll answer my own question first i mean one of the things that we've been doing pretty much every night is having we used to having dessert anal sex oh cookies not sex no, anal, anal sex anal sex yeah wait, wait, just let him speak i've been I, having I, no no i'm talking to steve no, i'm talking to steve I, yeah. I was really excited about my answer until you just sort of suggested something better <laughs> so I'm just I all I I just we've had dessert, <sighs> not anal sex. Okay, not so anal sex. Oh, that's the what? code word in this house, and I don't eat dessert. Let's just get it right out of the way. <laughs> I've had honey. Dessert. How about Saturday night? We have dessert. No, I'm not, not in the mood. Fine. Yeah, you know, maybe my birthday we could have dessert. Maybe, I mean, if you we get some champagne and you kind of forget that you're having no, dessert with me, you're you might get a, a hand cocktail and that's it. Mm, yuck! <laughs> Handmade, you know, handmade. hand cocktail. Um, I uh, the last thing I'll ever do, um, like I'll never do it again, is make an owl box. <laughs> Uh, 
what if what, what, when when those owls flock to that box and there's a little family of barn owls living in there and they've named all their kids after you there's mart and e and you um then you'll be really happy right i know but you know what they only live an average of two years yeah and so and you have to clean it out every year because like they leave all their carcasses in there and stuff like that. So you gotta. Oh, they make, you know, they make plastic traps for mice that work. We <clears throat> captured some mice. Yeah, it didn't work. We we put them all around. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. Didn't work. Didn't work. You like like no natural, no kill. Actually yeah. Making a, a well a well um, a right priced uh, barn owl box is going to attract a family of barn owls. Oh, that would that make work me be so for free. Fucking happy. That would be awesome. Well, let's all pray for Marty. Are there uh, anything, anything that you've discovered being in lockdown over the year that you want to keep doing? I don't need to go to work. I, I, yeah. I have been much more productive at home. I don't like any of the people I work with, uh, except for the ones that listen to the show, and you know which ones you are. Um, none of them. And yeah, so I can just Honey. do my work at home. What? <laughs> Honey. Oh, bring you my god don't get me started um, it has nothing to do with that um oh geez. thanks no I, I i work with very actually some really great people but um i i don't need to be you don't with you know them. there's no reason to go to work yeah. yeah yeah commuting commuting to work for i mean i i don't think that my uh, teaching is well. Who knows if my teaching is effective? I've got eighty students, and they're probably yeah. all. Asleep. How many of them have won Oscars? So far, uh, let me hold on. Let me think. Uh, none. Okay, not effective. Okay, you failed. No. Okay, so yeah. I'm failed. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. I I don't know if it's more effective if they're in person or you know on Zoom, but it's certainly closer to my house. So I like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you do have a long commute. I have a very short commute, but I still like just being around the house. It's because I'm a homebody. What about you, Steve? No, I don't like working from home. I like going to an office. I like the separation. Mm-hmm. But I had a pitch today. Mm. Oh. And, uh, I, you know, it's not my first pitch since lockdown, but it was over Zoom. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it went quite well, I thought. And it was, you know, with people on multiple coasts. Uh, and uh, I just put my notes up in front of the Zoom screen. So I didn't even see anybody. And, and I just looked away. at my notes. And I walked away. And I was <laughs> no, just I thought you doing just my... put the notes in front of the camera so that people could no, read no, them. No, they don't want to read my notes. Because they're <laughs> okay, like, okay. these I people thought, are stupid. You, you are like... better than them. Right, you right. are. And it was... You know, because as as actors, well, Cassandra's not on the call. Um, you know, you audition like hundreds and hundreds of times for a role. Well, mm-hmm. I, I do it and, maybe three. Or okay, four let, times. like I said, let, let's talk about current working uh, actors. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. And they've gotten to the point now where, like, just film yourself with your phone, and you have someone else read the other line, and you know, mm-hmm. fax it in, and. And that's how people get jobs. Like yeah. that buddy of mine, Kyle, who's on everything, he gets jobs from sitting in his office and just filming himself with his phone. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you don't need to drive to fucking Marina Del Rey and park and wait yeah. in a fucking 
you know, lobby right. with a bunch of other idiots who look like you and then go in and go, give me the gun. Great. That's can I, you want another read? Like, oh, okay, cool. That, and that's it. And then you drive another three hours home. And while I'm pitching, I'm like, I don't need to go to a fucking office. No. And drive to fucking the west side and park. And then, all right, the assistant will meet you at the lobby of the Century City Plaza and they will escort you upstairs. Will you meet the second assistant who will buzz you in and then yeah. they'll put you in a conference room? It's and do like you guys want water or do you want dick measuring contest of like just and like then you, and then you they come in, oh, we're so sorry, 15 minutes late. And then I, I'm just like, I, 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 can I just do this from home? Yeah. Yeah. Reduce your Tell us about the show. Here's here's my thoughts. And I just I didn't even have to memorize anything. I just read my notes. I didn't look at anybody. And it was fucking fun. Yeah. So I, I would mean, love I, pitches to be virtual. The um I mean, and there there are more I probably I, I would imagine more actors in LA than people doing pitches. And and the to those people in prisons in Finland that we are reaching out to with this podcast. To describe, I mean, every actor I know used to spend most of their day driving around, and you'd have casting offices on the west side. You go to a, a an audition at four o'clock, and then you'd be you'd take you hours to get home, and then you'd have to go to Burbank, and you have to go to the west side again, and 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 it, you'd be driving all over the place just to go in, like exactly like you say. And and it's crazy. And for you know, thirty seconds, and they yeah. look at you, and they're like, "Oh no, 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 he's way too fat." Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm right here, you fucking fuck. Yeah, that that headshot of his was from like when he was on fucking Friends. I he got know. fucking I real puffy. Hispanic. I am Hispanic, according to my friend Steve. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, it was just it was like a real delight to not have to. Uh, I mean, it was only rescheduled 17 times. So I'm like, well, that's better than most pitches. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to shuffle your schedule around. I don't know. I I like working with people, but pitching isn't working. Pitching is selling. And selling can be done over the internet. You don't need to fucking... There's there's Big Valet who's really pushing against this. Because Big Valet, uh, Valet Parking... When you go to some building, you you drive five stories below and they're like... uh, you, you see all the people with the reserved spaces. You're like, right, they're right. famous. And, and you've got the rich. worst car there. And, and, and you pull in and they're, they're like, how long are you going to be here? And right. they're like, about 11 minutes. Right. But they yeah. still put you way in the fucking back. And because, they put you 15 yeah, more yeah. F- floors down in the yeah. super sub basement. Yeah. And then you take seven escalators and five elevators and you meet a battery of assistants. And then you just sit in a conference room and someone comes in and you're like, okay. The show is about a woman who drives, and they're like, "We're gonna have to pass. This is not for us." <laughs> Can I get my parking validated? How long you been here? About eighteen seconds. We'll we'll give you twenty minutes, and then you got to run down, and you have a twenty minute little stamp on your fucking parking thing, and you got to run down because if you go over eleven dollars. Yeah, eleven dollars every ten minutes. Yeah, every ten minutes. There's some places in Beverly Hills. It's like it's twenty eight dollars every fifteen minutes. It's so like, f- fucked. Yeah, I did. It's I did just DoorDash for for like for like a minute. Yeah, yeah, about a minute. And I uh, I delivered something to some place uh, right on the edge of Beverly Hills, uh, and uh, yeah, it was exactly like that. It was just like parking. Here's the food. Do you validate? No. Did you have? And then it was twenty. It was like twenty-seven dollars. 
Did you have uh, any other horrible experiences? I mean, it just sounds like a horrible experience. And I think we're going to get into that later because we got some email in. What DoorDash? That. Yeah. No, I no DoorDash was 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 fine. It was it was it was it was weird. It was weird to like um, get a, an order um, and it's for like a burger and some fries from Wendy's, and then deliver it to uh, you know some teenager in an apartment in a rundown apartment. And I'm just like, what is what the hell? I mean, right. how is it? and it and of course it's being DoorDash is completely supported by SoftBank, which, I mean, a venture capital firm, who is also basically supporting two of the other delivery uh, companies. So that all of this delivery is basically being paid for by venture capital right. because it doesn't make any economic sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's a kind of a mystery to me. But, you know, your point, the the, the point is that everybody, nobody wants to commute. Nobody wants, to, it, does, it, it this past year has made it very clear that there's an, there's no reason to go to the office most of the time. And yet Amazon just said they, uh, they're expecting people to come back to work pretty soon. And they're expecting everybody to be back at work in the offices in, by, by September. Yeah. Uh, yeah. LA is expect, or California is, is expected to open up in the middle of June. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't know if I, if I need to go in, like I've been, right. It, it's, it's a so waste annoying. of gas, it's a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, you wanted to bring up something about Amazon, about the, the, uh, the labor thing? Oh, well we can, we, we can get into it. Oh, we might as well get uh, it. We can tease it because it now, uh, since I asked I, you about it. I, uh, speaking of this pitch, I had one earlier in the week or last week. And it was early in the day and I got up and I was like, you know, like I got to just get into some sort of mindset because I'm in sales mode. Mm -hmm. And so I don't listen to any podcasts and I'm like, don't look at Twitter. Don't read any of the news. It was 1030 in the morning. Just like play video games and reread your your notes. What and then I was games? like, uh, I'm very into uh, mini metro where you design subways for real cities. Uh, yeah, I love it. It's very calming. So I'm just sitting at my computer going, don't read anything, don't read anything. And then I'm like, all right, I'm just going to check one news story. And it was this trainer who trains delivery drivers for Amazon is like, I tell the female drivers to get one of these like pee in a bag thing because you can't pee on the truck and there are no places to pee anymore. And if they catch you peeing on the street, you're fired. And I was like, why did I read that? <laughs> all I could think about was because I have to pee constantly and all I could think about, you know, even in the article, people were saying like they're in agony, like they feel like their kidneys are going to blow out of the back. Jesus. And yeah, and, it and, was just like it fucked up my mindset because I'm like pitching. It's a it's a woman living her life and, blah, you know, like right. it's stupid. What I do is stupid. And I swear to God, the rest of that day, wherever I went. I saw bottles filled with piss. Really? Yes. Oh, you see them in LA. Yeah, here. Uh, you there. see them everywhere, but because that would have been planted in my mind, I went to the supermarket and I'm like, oh, there's a water bottle, but it's filled with a yellow liquid and someone had just put it in an empty space. Yeah. Neon and then, yellow arrowhead bottle just like on the side everywhere. of the road. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I didn't I didn't realize uh, that. Yeah, they're they're everywhere. So a Amazon is in the spotlight right now because <laughs> 
in Alabama and a small town, they, they created a fulfillment center of sorts. And uh, one of um, they're organizing there to form a union to yeah. point out that uh, it's not about the hourly wage, actually. It's, it's about uh, the the. Um, Expectations, expectations, dignity, and um, and then it's striking to be able to pee. Right, they want to be able to work. Yeah, and to be able to work normally while getting paid, you know, their fifteen dollars an hour. Um, I heard it's less about money and more about it is. If you don't, if you don't hit milestones, you get fired. Exactly, and but you don't know what the milestones are, so everyone works like crazy. Right. Or you'll get fired. And to achieve that, which is brilliant, brilliant management, by the way. Right, you have to to you don't have time to pee, and so in the Twitter account, like they were saying, like, oh, we have to pee in bottles, and then in the corporate uh, Twitter account, they said, like, you don't really believe in the peeing in bottles things, do you? And sure enough, like you know, it came out that that like managers were saying, like, you're going to have to get out on the road and deliver your shit. And if you can't find a place, you better pee in a bottle. Um, and I just want to uh, read an email from a listener who said, uh, who wants to be anonymous. Um, I'm currently employed as a driver with Amazon. And I would like to, to uh, firsthand confirm that we do in fact pee in bottles. I pee in bottles little, literally every day I work. With the amount of packages I have to deliver, it is literally impossible to stop or find a place to use the restroom because of the locations that I have to deliver. I would also like to add that I have not taken the 30-minute lunch for a few months because the routes are so big that even 30 minutes sets me back. Just thought that would be interesting to you all um, while discussing this in, on the podcast. And I do want to add that they literally told me in orientation that I would probably need to pee in bottles at some point. I personally don't have a big problem with it uh, because it, uh, because obviously finding a place to go to the bathroom is a massive waste of my work day. But I just wanted to confirm that, yes, this is 100% true. And everyone I work with has to do that. Okay, but like I've peed in bottles. I've been stuck in traffic and I'm like, I'm going to fucking pee my pants. All I do is press the head of my penis up to the bottle, create a seal and urinate. Like we're men. We have hoses. But the article I read was about women who have a hole in a wait, what, what looks like a man in a wait, rowboat. Wait, wait, what? Uh, they have like a hole. Wait, they, they don't, start from the they don't have a, Show me a diagram. Where on uh, the doll on, did it touch you? <laughs> So they have to get some special device, like a sort of, like a plastic clam that they push up against their vagina. That, Ugh, that gross. Envelops. Girls are gross. I know. It was really, but it made me think like maybe Jeff Bezos is an alien and he was sent to earth to build this massive retail empire so that people would pee into bottles and like at night the, the mothership comes down and picks them up and that's like. That's the matrix yeah, for them. Like yeah. that's their He's power like cells. Uber capitalist who has who like has a team of doctors giving him like very measured doses of testosterone so he can, you know, have sex with his uh, like newscaster girlfriend. I mean, it's just it's gross. 
But at the same time, he's found this incredible formula that we all buy into. And I, I you well, know. That, that, I mean, it, it begs the question of it, the, Amazon is profitable now. It didn't it wasn't profitable for a long time, um, but it's been profitable for like 10 years. Um, but for the first you know 10 years it existed, it wasn't profitable. But now it is. And the question is, does it need to continue to um basically squash people right in this way overwork people so that they have you know in the fact in the in the fulfillment centers they have tons and tons of injuries because people are moving too fast and they have repetitive stress injuries and um, they're working with robots yeah and they can't and nobody can nobody has time to go to the bathroom i mean not having time to go to the bathroom is is that's a basic barbaric yeah. So does that is that is that the only way they can be profitable? Because the thing is, the guy is gonna be is on track to be the first trillionaire. Uh, trillionaire. Before he dies, he's gonna have a trillion dollars. If we take away some of that money and buy some bathrooms, or put maybe put a bathroom in those those uh, uh, vans. You know I, what I mean? I, 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 but John, it's not just him. It's us who demand that wiper blades show up nine hours after you click a button it like, might rain in the next six months i wanted uh, wipe, I wiper blades for my wife's car at AutoZone, and then i was like oh it's always gross in there and i feel weird because i don't know anything about cars oh i'm just going to click a button oh they're going to be here tomorrow morning like I, well, he, yeah, he has true. created a, but a retail utopia i i mean as whenever i buy something on amazon and i see when it's coming I am not like, oh, that fulfills my expectation. I am always like, holy shit, it's gonna be here tomorrow. It's gonna be here later today. How the hell? John, you're you're near the end of your life. Think about a 21 year old who's like, you're used to Pony Express. I mean, that that is like high speed for you. The the coos is not here. Let's not let's not punch John. Uh, Let's lift him up. What? It's such low lying fruit. She just picks it so. So effortlessly. She does, it, she does it so well. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna say that it's it's Cassandra who who punches down to me, and it's not, and you don't. She's you not know. here. So what am I gonna do? Like blame myself? Of course I'm gonna blame her. <laughs> and she's a woman. It's so much easier. <laughs> oh. That is a good point. Yes, it's, it's John. But uh, but people have been. I, I I don't know what to do because I can't quit Amazon. It's. I'm not. I'm not well, going to move just, to Walmart. I just think that they, if they, if they spent more money on, um, on personnel, then they would. People would have more time to go to the bathroom. Or people could just quit the job because, uh, for me, a, a, a requisite for a job is a bathroom, not to pee in a, a water bottle that I just drank from. But you know. So I our listener who emailed in, like, is. Do we feel um, like is he being wronged by going through this, or is this just the new world before the drones take over? No, I think I, I my personal feeling is that we should support uh, unions. Uh, unions need to come back because if unions aren't there to protect people, then the uh, labor. I mean, the man- management, it feels that they have to, that they're under some kind of moral obligation to make as much money for their shareholders as possible, which is not 
an ancient um, enshrined fact. It's something that was invented in the late 70s. And uh, it used to be that companies were beholden to their customers and their um, employees. And then somebody wrote a very small article that, that everybody read um, in like 1978 that said that actually c companies are responsible to, to maximize shareholder value. And they keep on saying that. Yeah, it's yeah. not really true. I mean, yeah. It, 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 it is true if you're one of the shareholders, <laughs> you know. No, but, but what, what I'm but the point is is that it doesn't mean you can like run run over your employees and 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 we union unions uh, you know maybe maybe they overreached or something but I think they they focused on more about the the union viability than the workers um, like thriving you know maybe uh, but the, I mean the biggest companies in in the, the country right now are Walmart and Amazon. Yeah, two unionized uh, corporations. Non, yeah, they're non-unionized corporations. Is that what you said? Sometimes you drop out right at the important part. Well, because I, oh. what? Yep. It's today, I tell you. Uh, Why don't we uh, dip into the mail sack? Oh Jesus Christ! Well, I oh, just there you go. did. Um, all right. Oh, yeah. What was that? It. Uh, well, no, I, I just need a little more. Um, oh, here we go. Well, we don't have to. I, yeah, I'm just worried that you know, like unions in America started sort of to help with child labor. The mail sack. Shut up. God damn it, Steve! Won't you ever shut up? You are the worst producer. You fucking suck. Yeah, that was great. Hold on, before we go any further, Marty, you did hit record, correct? Uh, he's looking now. He's looking now. Are we live? Is is this happening? Are Ish. we real? Ish. What? Is it, Itch? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. The light was was it was wasn't red and wasn't green. It was kind of. Um, I just want to thank it was the theme, taupe. Uh, taupe. I want to thank the listener who um, sent us that about the Amazon stuff because like, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's it's super interesting and. It's a very difficult uh, situation because I, I'm sure that Jeff Bezos would be like, I pay twice what the national, uh, my minimum is twice what the uh, the minimum wage is for the country. So like, how am I fucking up? But at the same oh, time. Oh, you're not letting your people pee. Right, right. And there's that. And then his Twitter. Right, but we, we used to allow children to work. In factories, oh, in lieu of school, yeah. I know those little tiny hands could just mm. assemble so many little. Yeah, oh wait, we do have that now. Stitches. They're just, they're just in China, right? Those yeah. kids aren't going to school. They're making all the crap that we have to buy on Amazon. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, um, but yeah, I like so like okay, so they have to drive around and deliver a lot of packages. Yeah, uh, this is America. We don't have public toilets anywhere, and they they don't have time, so they should. Build some sort of yep. piss hole in the fucking back of the van. Yep. Like, or just develop problem really uh, drones that don't need to pee, and then none well, of us have to that, work that, ever. That's what's. <laughs> well, that that's coming, but the, and yeah, then and then in the factories, coming. you just hire an extra couple people for every ten people who just go and say, "Do you need to pee? Do you need to pee? Do you need to pee?" 
I'll take over for a second while you go pee. Do you need to pee? Yeah. And it, then, then Jeff Bezos becomes a trillionaire a little bit slower. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's the thing. It's like, what, what? when is the threshold of, like... What John, you definitely are the villain in an Ayn Rand novel. You yeah. are like the but that's right. bespeckled. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> Fucking Ayn Rand can but suck my cock. What do you think drives Jeff Bezos? Is it to reach a trillion dollars? He's a Randian, probably. Fucking Ayn Rand. Fucking fuck. Yeah. Uh, uh, it is, you know, customer service. Like that. that's the culture over there. And uh you know if he's to his credit like if he's like fuck it i'm gonna pay everyone a hundred dollars an hour and we're gonna double the amount of employees one of those san franciscan tech fucks is gonna undercut him and you know destroy him like there there was a there was a social media uh platform before facebook and it was quite well run and it was called MySpace, and then some. Oh, I thought we were talking about Friendster. Sorry. Or friend, yeah, but you know, there was, like, one, not, there was one before MySpace that was not very well run. Not well run. Not well run. It's called Friendster. Yeah. That was a piece of shit. Uh, well, no, I mean, but, yeah. he turned down eighteen million dollars. The guy who started that, and well, um, he. But yeah, someone will say, "Oh, uh, Amazon's got soft. Great, I'm yeah. going to swoop in, and uh, with Chinese VC money, I'm going to make some faster, cheaper version of Amazon." So yeah. he's also trying to keep, it's not just him going, ah, I need a trillion because blank. I think it's, I need to be the best because he's an alpha male and right. he invented a new economy and he's done, hires a lot of people. Has, Do you know you people know. like him who need to be alpha males? Like, I you, wish. Are you friends with people like that? I, I think that that like, you know, obviously, we we benefit from someone like Jeff Bezos, like out in the world. But I don't know anybody like that, and if I don't want to know anybody like that, like you know, it's just, it's very similar to what we were talking about before about people fighting. There are people that look at the world as a place of violence, and they walk into a space and they think, "Who I can take everybody in here? Is there anybody who's a who's a threat to me physically? I'm gonna." dominate right? that's anybody. what they, they they that's what they see when they walk into a room they they think yeah look at the threats as opposed to look at the friends you know the potential right. friends and, you know exactly and then and then there's people who who basically like i'm gonna make more money than everybody else well, and they're driven, you, win. Everybody, you win people are driven by different things yeah but i don't like i don't think bezos is i mean i don't know the man but I don't think it's just money because there's easier no, ways no, no. to make money. No, but it, it is about domination. It is about power. It's about well, you know. Yes. But, but don't 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 say it like there's something there's something necessarily wrong with. No, that. no, no. I don't say that. It, it's just what drives him, and it's just different from my company. Right. You know the the, the thing. Well, the think thing about is, the guys that hired you who built your your company. Like, were it not for them, what sorry, would you be doing? What? what? I'm sorry. What? Twer it not for them. Jesus Christ. What would what you the be fuck doing? What's wrong with you? What's Jesus, wrong with you? Shut up, Steve. Just shut up. Twer, twer you uh, right in front of me. I would fuck you in the twerring face. 
Oh, Jesus. So <laughs> angry. See, if you just channeled some of that anger towards capitalistic drive, uh, you might accomplish something. It's more but, you fun know. to do it towards you. I know. You know you're you know, a Lebowski. You're the you're the the bowling Lebowski, and the guys that hire you are the rich Lebowski. And uh, we all we need them all. I think that I think that Bezos and Zuckerberg and you know these these tech titans and I think that they're addicted to the game of increasing the value of their company in the same way that I have been temporarily addicted to like civilization or Civ you know, six? people are mini uh, metro. Which Civ are you playing? Mini Metro? I yeah. I haven't played Civ in a long time because I, I after losing a couple of nights to it, I decided I'd never touch yeah. it again. I, I watched Johnny Goldstein front of the podcast play it and I was like Yeah he's a fucking addict. Yeah, he has a problem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and you know that's the thing is that you when you play that game especially you're like okay i'm just gonna do this one thing oh wait there's a threat over here i'm gonna take care of that one thing oh there's four in I'm the morning it's I'm four just, in the morning the sun is peeking out what are you yeah. doing with your life well i just nothing i i know it's morning and i should actually have gone to bed but there's just one more little thing that i have to do and uh you know yeah and that's i think i think that's what these guys have lost track of. Well, I mean, I think they're just looking at metrics right. that but it, but do not take into account. But like you like, can say, like, like you can say, like I defeated this person I met online, or you can say I made forty million dollars today. Like, yeah, that. like, and like yeah. one kind of justifies itself more than the other, unless you already have a whatever 50 billion dollars then like who cares you know well it's you know it's 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 uh the, we we create these systems and we we lose track of the fact that they're completely created you know we humans invented all this stuff right money is not like something that is real it's it's a it's a consensual hallucination and that doesn't mean it's not important it's just that these rules, all these animals rules, don't have money. Yeah, animals don't have money, and we don't actually need money to live. It just seems like we do. And this whole, the whole entire, you know, edifice of, of the economy, people, you know, it's it's all made up. So we can change the rules, maybe. Anyway, mm, it's hard. Steve, yeah, I, uh, the, the, you know, I, I I'm hesitant to, to shit on the Bezos of the world. I mean, no, I, no, I love no, to make no. fun of. We've all benefited for for yeah, of course. We 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 cannot deny that. You know, he's created yes, it's a toxic, horrible company, but he's created lots of opportunities for people and he's like an engine for innovation and the economy. I would argue but, that, that Facebook is is more toxic, you know, that has created more maybe not the same amount of economic inequality, but the, but more certainly Facebook has created more uh, political strife and social strife. I, I stole this from someone else, but I like to say it. Like, it, does a product make you happy or does it make you money or that, system? That, I said that. I said that. No, I'm not a real podcaster. And uh, I don't make any money off of Amazon, but it makes me happy when I don't have to go to AutoZone to buy some wiper blades. Okay, that's but you Facebook that. does not make me happy and I definitely don't make any money off of it, so I don't use it. But you still have shares. 
that makes me happy. <laughs> it's very, <laughs> it is fucking fantastic investment. Uh, yeah, all right. Um, what do you What do you think is worse, uh, Facebook or Raytheon? What is Raytheon? It's a oh, Raytheon military makes, contractor. It, yeah, well, they make missiles. That's a mili- military contractor. They they're down by the airport. Probably Facebook because missiles are used not near me, but Facebook is in the next room and on my street mm-hmm. and in your Russians can, can get involved in it and yeah. make my uh, father-in-law think that vaccines aren't a really good idea. Mark, and come on, Mark. I know. Wake up. Take the blue pill. Um, he sent me a video of this, this doctor. He's a real doctor and he owns a real lab and he was in speaking to the state legislature in Idaho and he had this lab coat on and he had a PowerPoint presentation. That's like when I and go he, to an audition for like Propecia, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, he's not an anti-vaxxer. He's not a crazy person. He just had a PowerPoint and uh, he made some interesting points that are then fact-checked and I was like, no, he's kind of fudging it. And, that makes uh, him look crank. It, it, you know, it's like, what do you, you want to be right, dude? No. Like, I don't, I, and he did, you know, like, look, I believe this guy said, and he pulled some statistic out that masks outside don't do anything. Yeah. That, that you only get the COVID indoors, which of course he was indoors and not wearing a mask. And to that, I responded to my father-in-law. I said, look, I wear a mask outside because it's a signal. It's letting everyone know that this is serious. This is, we need to all do our part. I don't think it's really protecting me because what what we learned about it, but it's a pretty small fucking ask, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, the Montana governor, he called for the, the you know, the lift of the uh, mask mandate. And in the past 24 hours, he tested positive for COVID. And, you know, this guy said that the average age of Americans who die is 78.6 and the average age of a COVID person who dies is 78.6, which was met with laughter by the uh, state legislature. Of course, I looked that up and he's incorrect. He, he fudged the numbers to have a laugh yeah, line. I, just, I, I don't have patience for these fucking fucks who just like spill out, like just spew out this like nonsense. And then he went on and on about vitamin D deficiency for like 20 minutes. And okay. I'm like, yeah, we, we should get a vitamin D if you live above a certain, uh, you know, latitude in this country because the sun, et cetera. Like, yeah, cool. And, and but he, he kind of said, like, there was the one part I agreed with, ironically. It was like, we've shut down our society to preserve just this tiny population these older people were vulnerable to which i responded to my father-in-law like well you're also that population (laughs) like you're over 70 or whatever he is and you know yeah if you don't want to shut down the economy and shut down our society then maybe we shouldn't but you might die like you have to like can you square that in your head right Right. and and like how do you put an economic value on that, which is what they always, what everybody, ultimately, any society does have to put a price on death. And and I explained to the, my uh, batshit crazy uh, liberal mother thought that Trump was not playing. Vicky? Was not playing uh, your wife? That's your wife's name. Oh, it's also my mom's name. Oh, that's weird. I just put that together. So 
I'm you guys are like Batman and Superman. Yeah, and Batman and I'm Superman. basically your dad. Is hot. Yeah. I bet um, your dick right, is not as big Steve as my Owens, dad's. He's got a real big one. I as as the as the uh, semi in charge person tonight. I have. I think we. I think know. we should. I think we should read the the mail. Yeah. If yeah. we haven't. Yeah. Steve Owens writes in. Uh, Good morning, oh, children. Oh, Steve Owens wrote. <sighs> Fucking Christ. Uh, Never mind. I just wanted to send a shout out and a, a thank you to the great Tyson Saner. Yeah, he's great. Yes, we we love Tyson. Uh, Tyson's podcast, uh, Suckatash, Shut In, recently featured a clip of part of John Sylvain's episode of Fascination Street Podcast. Oh, oh, now I see why you just uh, made some space for uh, Steve Owens. Yeah, because I know what was in the mail sack. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And here's an uh, the other aim- email, other than the anonymous one from the uh, Amazon worker. Thank you so much. Uh, is also from Steve Owens. <laughs> okay, that was Steve Kruger who just into the microphone. Hi, kids. I know you guys and gals are always pumped to get an email from me. Yes, we are. We actually are. Uh, So you're welcome. Well, all right. Don't go crazy. Last week, you talked an extraordinarily extraordinary amount about Yogi and his sexual exploits. Oh, God. Who's Yogi? My son. What are his sexual exploits? Tell no, us. No, we don't want to talk about it. Well, just keep just tell me. Tell, tell me. Tell us some of them. Just tell it us. doesn't have any. It's all made up. It's all in Cassandra and Steve's head. It's fanfic. He's a virgin then? Hey, listeners. None of hey, my listeners. business and certainly none of hey, yours. Hey, listeners. Yogi Sylvain is ripe for the picking. If you run into Jesus him, Christ. you just you just jump on that. You jump what on are you that. Talking? Stop that. What? I'm just... Okay, so I am pleased to oh, announce. I'm, I'm going back to the email. So I am pleased to announce that the guest on this week's episode of Fascination Street Podcast is none other than the Yogi Sylvain. Really? Yeah. We talk about all kinds of stuff and close the show with his genuine reactions to my cl- playing clips of his sex <laughs> Oh, I might actually oh listen to that Oh, my God. One. I've never... Uh, so, uh, from playing cl- clips of his uh, sex capades from different episodes of uh, Nooner. Have a great week, Steve Okay, Fascination Street Podcast. Everybody listen to that. Ooh, that is fucking Marty, gold. Marty, what's the, uh, what's the date on that email? One day ago, April 5th. April 5th? Yeah. Okay. Not April 1st? Uh, April 5th. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, my God. This is the best. Everybody, go to your Guys, favorite. it's a cross. We're in a crossover episode. I know. Oh go to Mark, go you're your favorite podcast. Brand app. marketing you know here. What? Just put your uh, trashy, trashy one step down and put Fascination Street one step up just so you can listen to this delicious, delicious response from Yogi Silver. Jesus Christ. I can't. I, I, I'm having, uh, I'm very anxious about this. Oh, it makes me so happy. I can't even listen to you guys talking about it. And you know this. what? He's going to hear you talking about it. 
<laughs> I I don't talk about it. I I beg you to stop. Well, that's you, you talking about it. That's you talking about it. You know. Oh. Oh my God. I have never wanted to listen to Fascination uh, Street. I I find Steve Owens to be a disgusting, despicable human being who, who sends you crass. beer and is oh, so wait. kind. Oh, I love to you. Steve Owens. Yes, we do love Steve. Yeah, he's the best. Uh, but. Still, he's disgusting and manipulative. Well, he, he got us good. He, uh, he us or whatever. He like we and, got. Uh, and I just well, finished his Shanghai. his vodka that he left last time, like a, a week ago. So please send us more, you fucking fuck. Um, okay, all right. So are are you happy that we went into the mail sack? No. All right, but that you did we go back and not do that. No, you you asked for it. You asked for it. So. Why didn't you warn me? Mm. John, you're going to get divorced. I know. You're going to get Your wife's going to hear that. Or disowned from your son. Emancipated. You're going to be living in the oak woods alone, estranged from your son and wife because this of this is, stupid this is, fucking podcast. This is what's going to happen. Yogi is going to go on the Fascination Street podcast, and I really hope... <laughs> He's already done it. Well, I... So... He's going on that podcast and he's going to tell people that he's on it and people will listen to it. And then they'll say, hey, oh, he's talking about John is on this podcast nooner. Oh, I didn't. Really, oh, that's right. He mentioned that like a long time ago and then he stopped mentioning it. And then they're going to listen to it and they're going to hear me talking about my dad blowing up. And they're going to hear me <laughs> saying things about my mom and uh, my mother-in-law and I'm going to just, I'm going to be living on this. Can I come live at your house? Sure. You come in the garage with me. It's fun. Okay. That's going to be like Fonzie, but yeah. not above the garage. My whole actually, life in the gonna garage. Collapse. It's going to be, well, I'm glad I could be here for the end. Yeah. Well, okay. I, that's good. <laughs> I love it. I hope he's so, not fucking with us. I hope he's serious. Oh God. I, it, I, I, I'd be very interesting to listen to. Um, my son is a, a very interesting person. Well, but it'll also he's going to find out how interesting you are, what you oh do for fun God. up in that little weird room. It's weird that he didn't um, mention that, so that's why I, <laughs> I find it. This I makes me so um, so happy. He's also very busy. Anyway, Steve Owens or your son? My son. What's he um, busy doing? He's working, you know, for AmeriCorps. He's he's working uh, in North Carolina, helping bathrooms. Vaccination. <laughs> hey, look, it's a road stop. There are a lot of truckers who have a lot of tension to burn no! off. What? Stop! Mm. Stop! Never mind. Whoa! Never mind. He's now off limits. Oh, so yeah. moving on, we have a <laughs> completely different topic. Uh, you did say, like, let's delve into the mail sack. I, I just want to, for the record. You've said that several times, Marty, and I regret it. Yeah. Can we now move on? Yeah, but now? John, the fact that you didn't hear the, the, the email is not going to change the fact that your son has already recorded a podcast where he's reacting to us describing him as a fuck diamond. That's yep. your son. Yeah. Yep. That's weird. Yeah. Yep. That's very uncomfortable even for me. Yeah. Okay. So I have a question for you that has nothing to do with that. <sighs> um, let me see if I can get it out without uh, falling into a puddle of panic. <laughs> so when I was, uh, I was about, I was 16 years old and I was, uh, fall, I fell in uh, love for the first time. I had a girlfriend for the first time and it was all going great. And it was in Newburyport, 
Massachusetts. Is this the and Sex in the Camaro? The at her house. No, this is All right. actually before that. Oh, we, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And um, we, uh, for various reasons that are um, both hilarious and painful, uh, we didn't actually have intercourse. Um, mm. But I spent the night at her house, and, and uh, it was a Sunday morning, and I went out with her and her mother to a bakery, and I had a my first croissant. Croissant. I grew up in New Hampshire with, where there is zero culture at all. There's so no Acadian croissant that's made of like um, maple Acadians, syrup. Not, not, New Hampshire doesn't even have Acadians. They don't they oh. just have they just have angry libertarians. It's uh, no, 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 no. They have uh, an Ivy League school in New Hampshire. <laughs> oh, right? Come on. That's just a technicality. Yeah. Darwin <laughs> sucks. That's that's where David Duchovny and um, what's his name went from exactly. video drone. Anyway, never let's not talk about the the voice that screams in the woods or whatever it is. James um, Woods cries in the wilderness. the The point is, is that I'm just explaining why I never had a croissant before, and croissant. and this croissant was fresh out of the oven, and it was, it it was it was the most extraordinary thing I've ever eaten in my life. What? Which Trans- I mean. You know, Marty, it would be really great if you if you do these humorous inserts, if you just wait for one second till I finish my sentence so I can hear what you're saying. No, no, it's better when you guys can't switch each other out. Now you know what it's like to host the show. All right, Uh, go on. No, all right. Yeah. This is the last one, right? We're done. Yeah, no, I, I just it. said transcendent. It wasn't trying to make a joke. I was just asking. Cassandra, the show's canceled. I was asking whether whether it was transcendent. I just can't hear you when you say things like no, that. Well, then no, don't just... shit on me. Just like that. I'm not shitting on you. I'm telling you, it's not oh. audible. <laughs> not audible. That's a good title for the podcast. <laughs> not audible. So my question is, what's the best thing you've ever eaten? Hmm. Oh, that's easy. What is it, Steve? In my wife's pussy, oh, baby. Come on. Oh. You're better than Love that. Love it. You're better than that. Steve. Nope, nope. No, that's right. That's right in my sweet spot. I'm just looking at Newberry Port. That is basically New Hampshire. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it's like you can see Seabrook from it. Yeah. <laughs> It's just interesting that you cross state lines to to fall in love. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Was it weird that you weren't paying? Uh, I went to school <laughs> paying income school. tax when you uh, crossed over to not have sex with a girl. I went to a, I went to a private boarding school in Massachusetts. Okay. Which one? Choate. That's why. That's why I say Gonzaga <laughs> and Aunt because I went to a. I went to a fancy school. I went to a, a school that used to be called Governor Dummer Academy. Oh, yeah. In Dedham, right? No, no. it's in Byfield. It's I don't a, know what's in It's Dedham. a fancy school. It's what? A fancy school. A fancy school? Oh, it's fancy. It's very fancy. It's very... Actually, it wasn't fancy at all. It was for all the kids who couldn't get in anywhere else. And there was me because I was, you know, scholarship because I'm smart. Hmm. Anyway, um, what's the best thing you've eaten that's a food for other mm. people? That other, like, what, what's something you could recommend, Steve, for other no, people? Oh, I can very much recommend my wife's pussy. 
It is sweet and nah. savory. Mm. Yeah. And there's a funk to it. Yeah. And yeah. um oh, I can smell it just talking about it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a certain person that uh that I um have uh fooled around with um uh, on a, a regular basis who uh, I'm married to. I'm mm. not going to say who she is. Mm. But uh, don't, don't tell Shelly. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> don't tell Shelly. She she doesn't uh she doesn't let me uh, do that as much as I'd like to. Oh, um, look at that. Yeah. Oh, Noble and Greenow is in Dedham. Right, 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 right. We're just doing private schools in Massachusetts just for shits and giggles. So what about you, Marty? Do you have anything that you like to eat that you can recommend that's really good? I'm not going to say anything because you're not going to hear it. No, that's... Don't be a, mm. don't be a fucking dick. Uh, no, I mean, I like a good... If I wanted to shit on you, you'd know it. <laughs> no, that's a threat. No, if, if there's any question, I'm. Uh, I am. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I felt a little shit on, but uh, I like a good grilled cheese sandwich. A good grilled cheese sandwich. All right, that's fantastic. How about um? So my question to you two is, and I've been wanting to ask this for a long time. You both have traveled a lot more than I have, and mm. you're both more interested in food um and have eaten food all over the world mm -hmm. in ways that i haven't yes and i'm, yes. Really, and I'm like i'm we're gonna go to england to drop off my um sex diamond whatever it is of a Fuck diamond come on sex diamond what are you <laughs> what is this kiss in the 70s I don't even sex know diamond bum, 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 bum. Oh, what do you diamond. recommend for for around the world food like what is like the, the the top uh place to go eat on the planet earth yeah. Like what country? Yeah. Well, since you're going to be in England, I would pop over to Spain because I think yeah. they have the best food in the world. The Spain does? Yes. Best produce, the best seafood, the best style of cooking. Mm. I was never, uh, every meal was a, better than the last when I was in Barcelona. And it's mm. not that far from, you can take a train there. Okay. I would, say, yep. I would say Spain. F fuck France. Fuck, fuck French France. food. Fucking stupid. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't have a good dining experiences in France. I've been to France. It's all, it, it's all, it's fucking tourist crap. It's a lot of cream sauces over blah, 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 blah. blah. Fuck French food. It's okay. boring. I'd be happy to fuck French food. They're also, they also don't, the, the restaurants aren't open from two o'clock until six o'clock. And if you go to France and you, you know, are jet lagged and you wake up at 11 and have breakfast and then go out and then you're hungry around 430, you're fucked. Marty, True. what about you? I hear London has really good food. Really? Oh, what, sure. What about you? What have you eaten that's really good? Have you been uh, in London? Um, I've been through London, but I've been in shitty parts of, of England. And I, I just remember like seeing like i'm sorry am i boring you steve no i'm trying to breathe all right uh i i saw just like pallets and pallets of incredibly but fresh you're taking my breath away with your description of shitty parts of london or england uh pallets and pallets <sighs> of like <laughs> anyhow i really like burger king <laughs> 
in east Marty, Marty, east london ever, i had uh, london has a lot of uh expat a lot of people from around the europe living there and they have a lot of uh foreigners that, that settle there and i had one of the best banh mi's of my life in east that? london a banh mi is a uh vietnamese sandwich a lot of vietnamese people live Marty, in marty's making a jerk off motion with his hands about the banh mi yeah. well he's you know did you just shut off your mic, Marty? Because you're mad at us. Oh, he's mad. I I <laughs> was making the jerk off jerk off motion at Steve, not about Bon Mi, which is one of my favorite delicious things ever. But no, uh, it's just like oh, the best Bon Mi ever had was in London. Ugh. Like, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I'm sure if I went to Saigon, it would be better there. But I've never been to Saigon, so I was in London and I was in some place, and I said, let's have a Bon Mi, and I was like, this is. The fucking best banh mi I've ever had. So, so what? I, 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 I don't think I've had a good one because it just seemed like a sandwich to me. Oh, it, it no, is wait, a sandwich, wait, John. But isn't a sandwich? Uh, isn't a good sandwich just like transcendent and gorgeous and amazing? I haven't had one in my life that I would describe as transcendent. What, what, what is a food that you would describe as transcendent that you've had that that you've experienced? Um. The, the things that come to mind are uh, that croissant that I had and every other croissant. Since. 1973. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't that long ago. It was like, I think it was 1981. What about a croissant? Um, so, uh, a, a croissant? And also ice cream, like almost every ice cream I've ever eaten has been fantastic. And uh, well, you so, did grow up in like the ice cream renaissance. Well, you know, honestly. The New England area in the oh, 80s yeah. and 90s was where good ice cream was oh, yeah. invented oh, and yeah. perfected. You're absolutely uh, right. There's the home of uh, Ben and Jerry's and Boston Wait, had all ben of these and really. Ben and Jerry. Ben and yeah. Jerry, not yeah. Ben and Jerry's. Right. Ben's and, and Jerry's. Is it Ben, Ben's and Jerry? Is it like Attorney's General, Attorney General's mm -hmm. Attorney? Ben's and Jerry. Ben and only one ben. Jerry. Ben and, and Jerry. Ben and Jerry. Ben Ben's and Jerry's apostrophes yes. before the S and after the Yours S cover welcomes. all your bases. Ben's and Jerry's. Ice yeah, we we cream. had really good ice cream uh, in that area. Iced now, creams. Iced cream. Iced cream. Yes, and uh, and also sushi. I, I love uh, I love some good uh, sushi, especially I like uh, I like eel. Um, so those are some things that I really like. Well, you should get into some sandwiches, John. When they're done right, they are. Okay, if, I agree. If you I've had, heard okay, if you had sliced eel unagi yeah. in a croissant, mm. isn't that the the the? If, the, if only if the croissant was fresh out of the oven and I just gotten my first blowjob. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> that was very. And funny, you gave John. some to her. You like? Does it taste helpful. similar? And she goes, No, no, really. I will never be able to eat eel or a croissant again. Thank you. Jim. Marty, have you ever eaten uh, Steve's uh, wife's pussy? Uh, um, metaphorically, thousands no. and thousands and thousands of times. Um, it tastes like eel, John. Right. Right. <laughs> in, in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm talking about the, you know, the sea eel, not the river eel. No, no, no. She's, no. she's classy. Yeah. Have you ever, uh, you guys, have you got, ever eaten any insects? Oh, sure. Yeah. Like, what have you had? I, I went to um, a friend of mine hosted a, a thing. She's a, she was a park ranger and 
she had a, a, a cooking demo, and uh, I ate dozens of crickets and grasshoppers and grubs mm. and ants and, yeah, all at once. Were, were any of them uh, particularly good? Uh, they were all just fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And like if I came away thinking like if I needed protein, yeah, this is this would be great. But I yeah. eat so much fucking food, you know. Um, yeah, it it was. Well, it was I mean, good. it might be it might be something we end up doing. Yeah, I'm future. I'm totally fine. Like I love I'm I'm fine with an Impossible Burger. Like that mm. that fills my need to that, that my satisfaction for uh blood and meat and mm-hmm. yeah i'm pretty easy that way i would say an impossible burger is really good uh for a burger that's not really a burger yeah exactly steve have you ever had any insects yeah isn't that night song marketplace in silver lake that yeah. type place don't they have like a, a dipping sauce that's made out of cockroaches uh, something they like call that. them water bugs, but yeah, yeah. I looked at it. Um, so I've had cockroaches, and it's in a like chopped up in a little sauce yeah. with spices. It was very good. Yeah, but yeah. I don't like crave the the texture of bugs. You know, no. yeah. But I ate a scorpion. Yeah, but it's oh, not yeah. that different from a yeah. crab. You know, crab is basically a big scorpion right. who won't sting you. Right. You know, spider-like thing. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I've had I, ants. I, I like. I actually the taste, the formic acid taste of ants is is interesting. Oh yeah, and, and uh, I was in Mexico City, and one of their big dishes is like ant larvae. It's yeah. like their kind of uh, yeah caviar, uh, caviar, and it was fucking. I, I mean, it's like bathed in butter and yeah, fucking salt, but it was delicious. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll eat anything. I I will eat anything, but. I I prefer the things that have smaller brains. So ants are fine. Ant larvae is fine. So you don't eat. So you're against eating dolphin. Oh no! I've whoa, had some whoa, dolphin whoa, whoa, whoa. steaks. Ooh, yeah. Just, really? Yeah. You can taste the intelligence. You can taste the fact that they can put together rudimentary language skills to communicate. I don't it's eat amazing. them, but I skull fuck them when they're dead. Yeah. Oh, I've had whale. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, my aunt once sent me a can of whale, and I'm like, when I was in college, and I was like, why are you sending me this? Like, like this is like the, your your uh, care package is like, like how did she, how did she send you whale? Did it, she get it in Japan or Norway or wherever? Or I don't know where she got it, but it was in a can, and it was in a box that was sent to me. You want it fresh. You don't want it canned. That's what I was. That's exactly what I was complaining about. It's not the 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 content. She was too cheap to sign you up for the Whale of the Month Club, where they mail you. I know fresh whale steaks packed in dry ice. uh, Harry and David's like, yeah, cetacean of the the month club. Yeah, I ate horse. What's the difference between horse and cow? I don't. I don't get it. You know. Uh, How was the horse? Was it? Was it? kind of gamey but uh, like a like a beef it was kind of beefy it was a carpaccio and on the menu it said horse carpaccio and i said so what is that thinking oh well that's a funny way we describe this is in japan and mm. i was like oh we're describing beef they said it's a uh, raw horse and i went we get it you travel <laughs> 
No, um, fucking jealous. I, I won't travel I with you. I am you so jealous. Knuckle. Yeah, no, I would love to travel with you in another country. No, I don't want to travel with you because you. Uh, and it was very good. It tasted like beef. Like I don't, I don't. The horse was so already why not dead. Just so eat beef. I didn't kill the horse and then make carpaccio. It right. was at the place I was having a many beers and needed to eat. Right, but isn't and, that the weirdest thing? Is like people like freak out about a horse, and how is that like? functionally different than a, a a cow a pig a pig is so much smarter yeah. than a horse or yeah. a yeah. cow yeah. or a dog yeah but they're fucking i had pork today is so fucking delicious i don't care they're smart but they're not smart enough to not get killed can i ask a question yeah um <laughs> who's hosting who's hosting uh <laughs> who's who's the funniest director the film director out there. Billy Wilder. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I only say that because you watch his movies that came out in the 50s oh, wait, and he, they oh, fucking hold he's up. Dead? Yep. Yeah, he's dead. Oh. He's He died I mean, a while alive. ago. I mean alive. Uh, you know, like Adam McKay's made some funny movies and so has... Uh, Alright, he's not. I'm, I couldn't think of anybody like he's really funny. movies, but they haven't been very good. Yeah, um, but uh, I don't think any like contemporary comedy directors the past 20 or 30 years, their films in 50 years will be like, oh, ugh, old school. It's just a Ed, fucking romp. Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. I, I agree with Edgar Wright for sure. Um, yeah. And uh, the Coen brothers sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. They've been funny once or twice. But Steve, do you, what, do you, can you what, not what, name one? Of a oh, name, one what a living director that you like? Oh, I liked. I just you like said a, the, the best, funny. the the best, the funniest, the funniest living director. Uh, no, I can't think of one. Do you think Billy Wilder is better than Preston Sturgis? They're the same person. <laughs> How dare you? I mean, they like he ripped off Preston Sturgis, so. Uh, yeah. All right, tweet in if you have a thought of a, about the funniest director. Uh, that's at Nooner. That's at Nooner uh, podcast. Um, Is Blake uh, Edwards still alive? No, no, he he sucks. Yeah, I actually think that like you know, uh, Wes Anderson has had some amazingly funny moments in his movies that I I cannot. That I just don't I, consider him a comedy director. But I, I you know, Grand Budapest Hotel is so fucking funny. Moonrise Never saw Kingdom. It. Oh well, then sure. I haven't seen it either, and I hear it's really, really good, and I just don't want. It's really good. It's really funny, and and it's wow. We're in India. Wow. Well, the, a lot of that. D- d- different, different one. They're in Budapest. Oh, wow. No, he's no. in it too, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, but they're in Budapest. Oh wait, no, no, that's uh, that's the. Uh, that's the uh, oh. the train one. Yeah, oh yeah. no, I've se- I've seen that one. It's fucking delightful. It's with yeah. Rafe Fiends. You well, know, Marty. I think maybe if you aimed your uh, uh, microphone, which is uh, obviously got uh, omni directional. It's, it's omni. That means that means it's all the directions, John. All right, never mind. Um, yeah, I think I, Edgar Wright is. Uh, I mean, he's only made a couple of movies. He's no, made he's one made movie. He made Shaun of the Dead, and that's it. Yeah, he no, made, he's made like uh, ten movies. But... Made uh, uh, the uh, the thing we were talking about last week from the comic book. Uh, Bobby Driver, Hot Fuzz, Big World, Hot Fuzz, 
Um, yeah, he's made a bunch of movies. Um, and End of the World. Um, not The World's End. The World's End. End of the World. He made the funny one. Where they're doing a mm. pub crawl and then... Yeah, they were both, they both had their moments, you know. Yeah. I mean, Woody Allen made some of the funniest movies. Oh, my God, yes. But he's, you know, gross, so no, I can't exactly. say Is him. it hard watching those movies? I just don't it watch was, them. It was even before the shit came around. I mean, watch, well, just watching any movie that he made over the age of 50 when he started to look like he was 70 and his mm. wife or his girlfriend or whoever he was interested in was 20 or 30 or 40 years younger than he was. It was just got super creepy. But I, Sleeper is one of the fucking funniest movies ever. Yeah, but that was like and, 1973. And Murder Mystery, which he made during the trial that's in that, you know, where uh, he was being basically accused of being a child molester. Is He, he is personally hilarious in that movie. Yeah, but that movie made me ill. Uh, because of the camera. The backstory? The camera. Oh, because it's uh it's all, shaky cam. Handheld, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. I might but say Trey Trey Parker because Oh yeah. The South Park movie is pure brilliance. So funny. Uh Team America is brilliant. Oh you my know. god. Uh I don't consider South Park the series a movie, but it's funnier than it, anything it is, Todd it, Phillips it and all these yeah. other yeah, yeah. you know yeah. like Seth MacFarlane is genius family guy is genius a million ways to die in the west is rough Ted's really you know like you know, I, I think directors are really now more like show people you know like they work in TV where comedy is but a that's thing. and that's why I'm I'm curious about like what directors like you know who you know, I think the the last Borat movie was really impressive. It wasn't a hundred percent great, but Taika Waititi. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's a great. It's quite good. Great He's got call. a really good sense of humor. He seems funny. to be has his finger on the pulse of because where I think, comedy is right now. Because I think that in a feature film, you you it's incumbent on you as a, a storyteller to tell something beyond just a, a one you know a series of jokes. You have to to tie that into something that keeps you engaged for uh, ninety to one hundred and ten minutes. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. And and Jojo Rabbit was just amazing, and and uh, Hunt for the Wilder People was great, really really funny. I highly recommend it. If you haven't seen mm -hmm. it, it's great, really good. Did you guys? Did you see Minari? Not the most hilarious movie, but I loved it. It was great. You did, yeah. Wait, who did that movie Hong Kong Hustle? Fooey. Kong Hong Kong. Stephen Chow. Was that? Yeah, that fucking. I've seen that guy's some of his other movies. That guy's fucking hilarious. Yeah. But John, why did you bring up Minari? Oh, it was. Uh, I, I I didn't I I I, I watched uh, Minari. Was it because you thought that I would be better in that role? Thank you, John. Thank you. That's what I thought when I was watching it. So thank you. Thank you. That's what I was going to say. I When I watched that movie and I saw that little boy, I thought that Marty should be playing that little boy. That is so that funny because that's all 
like my entire family could say is like that's that's you that's you i think the the best working director in comedy right now is walt becker uh, i worked with him on a uh, tv project but oh, i i you know uh walt becker walt becker you know i have I his think, book here somewhere yes i i know your wife worked <laughs> with him and i i think he made uh one of the more unfunny ryan reynolds movies uh van wilder yeah uh, dan Etheridge oh. was a producer on that i believe yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my question was about the reason I'm sorry I, I, I brought up uh, Minari because I, I watched Minari and I watched Kong versus Godzilla. And there's those the, the things that those two movies have in common are they're both Asian. movies. And and that's it. They're, they're they're in color and in focus and sync sound. Yeah. They have all those they have those four things in common. But uh I I didn't really like Minari and I realized I'm more of an escapist. And also, I didn't really uh, learn anything, but at the same time, I could see that it was well done. Like, you know, there's a distinction between what a movie is trying to do or what a story is trying to do and whether or not you enjoy it or not. You know, you can recognize that it's done well mm-hmm. and then you can also but not be interested in what it's trying to do. And I mean, that was that was my problem with Minari because... Basically, it was it was a slice of life story about people who were extremely unlucky. So, is there a slice of life story that you like? Well, let me let me ask this question instead, since this is supposedly mm. I don't know Who, who's the host. So, um, you can't he can't let he me? can't let anyone else have control. No, I mean, yeah, yeah, he, he wants other people. Kind of question. a control freak. I have a whole. I, but my my point. Oh man, now he's really sad. Oh, oh, where was this emotion when he was in television on shows? Uh-huh. Oh. Um, so my, <laughs> the, the question I had is, is um, I mean, like, for instance, Ronald Reagan and George Bush were very good at being conservative presidents. I didn't agree with them at all, but I could recognize that they were good at it. Whereas George W. Bush and Trump. I disagree with them, and I can recognize they were bad at doing what they were doing. You know what I mean? So, like, if you watch a movie that's bad at doing, like Kong versus Godzilla, is terrible. It's a terrible movie because they they try and talk about having emotional and and intellectual reasons why these this giant lizard is fighting this giant monkey. That's at Sylvain BBB. Uh, please send your uh, hate. Adam Wingard towards him. Right. I didn't really think it was that bad. It just was sort of like pointless. You know, I just, it, I wasn't connected. I, I don't remember any characters' names. I left the room and came back and nothing well, had changed. It's funny because like, like you say, it's nothing has Scooby-Doo changed. Movie. And John, you said like, I learned nothing from watching Minari and I'm like, well, who watches a movie to learn something, you know? And Everybody. Well, I think if it's a good movie, you could learn something about yourself right. through the actions of the characters. But in Kong versus Godzilla or whatever it is, they, the, the main character is Hong Kong or King Kong or whatever the fuck his name is. Okay. And One's he a city. just, right. I mixed them up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, He's the only interesting character in it, but he can't talk, although he can sign. Spoilers. And um, 
uh, and all the other people in it are just describing what's happening mm -hmm. to keep the audience like the dummies aren't going to know that Kong is, you know, mad that he got beaten up and needs a needs a rub on his back. Okay, and they so somebody says that, and then they go do it, and so they're just like driving the plot. But it's hard to have your main character be a seven hundred foot tall monkey who can't talk. Mm -hmm. And I was I, I I dipped into an old Godzilla last night that the main, the director he has like a list of movies he likes on HBO Max and I was like oh I'm gonna watch this 1970s one that's all about pollution in the ocean and and it makes a pollution monster and Godzilla fights it and it's fucking, monster yeah it's fucking stupid and terrible yeah. but I was more sucked into it I was more like oh that little kid he's sad that the tadpole blah 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 this and that and then, and he has a relationship with with kong he's got little kong to uh, kong godzilla he's got little toys and it's terrible the movie is garbage it is a guy in a rubber suit slightly over cranked with a smoke machine going Rawr! it's the stupidest thing i've ever seen but i did not connect at all for a second with uh the new one mm -hmm. because you know it's the uh, it, yeah, it, it I, I just, guess it I, just should have been monsters fighting. Like, why? Yeah, right, right. Why, but, but why tack in a plot? But right. but then, like, do we need to learn something, or do we just watch people f watch monsters fighting? I mean, like, you know. What, well, I just watched the monsters fighting, and then when there was talking, I said, "Great, I can go pee." Right. And right. they're gonna they're gonna talk about what the next piece of the plot is, and I believe. Millie Bobby Brownie gets reunited with her dad, who's in like a half a scene, yeah. which was yeah. photographed and scored like it's this big reunion between a kid and her father. And I'm like, yeah. was he in the movie? Ah. I just lost track of the bad guy. Like, like everyone could write a fucking big blockbuster screenplay now. It's like bad guy who's got a lot of money. He wants the stuff from the monster for some fucking tech. Yeah. And then there's a scrappy bunch of him and her and them, and they go off in little side quests. And then the third act is a smashy, smashy go-go. Yep. So uh, Tyson says, uh, see my dinner with Andre again, if applicable. And mm. uh, my question is, like, if you had Wally Shawn played by Godzilla. The, ro the Rock? No, no, Godzilla. And, and then you had um, Andre Previn played... Not Andre Previn. Andre, is that who it was? Three thousand. Andre th three thousand played by King Kong, and you just had them in a restaurant, and uh, Godzilla is just like periodically just like spewing a, a energy ray at King Kong, and then King Kong is just spewing out inside. Talking about electric blankets for right, twenty minutes, right. but <laughs> but inside. In in Coco Sign mm. Language, um, would that be better? No, I just think they should have fought for. There should have been. It should have been a silent film without any dialogue, and you're just watching Kong beat up Godzilla. Oh my God. Yeah, I would. I, I would have learned anything, but it would have been fun to watch. Yeah. Just like when I see attacked on, I got to go to the center of the earth because my brother died. Like, okay, well, he's now has motivation because we killed a. Okay. Uh, like, eh. 
let's I just want to see God, I just want to see Kong's dick. That's all I was looking for. I want to see got to pack something there. I want to see God Gojira and Kong. I want to see Godzilla take a uh, shit across the table from each other. Does he make the sound? Is fighting going, over the check? Fighting over the check. <laughs> oh, 18% at least. Here's the movie. It's them fighting in Hong Kong for 90 minutes, just right, destroying I, the place. I, I'm, I'm and then we that. I'm cut. just going to the funny parts, just trying to make jokes. And then we go, we cut back to two people having a meaningful conversation over 90 minutes at dinner in Hong Kong as everything is getting smashed around them. That would be yeah, a more and, impactful and movie. Final, you ever see Bambi versus Godzilla? Yes. Um, Andre, if you haven't seen Bambi versus Godzilla, everybody go out and go to YouTube and find it. Andre Gregory is the guy's name. I looked it up. Andre Gregory, um, yes. So at the end, Wallace Shawn and Andre Gregory are, are, are wrapping up, and they said, I'll pay the check. And then Godzilla's tail comes along and turns them into just moist paste, pieces. Paste. Yeah. Yeah. They're just like, they, they're, they're completely unrecognizable. The yeah. only thing that's left is one. It would be a better ending for Waiting for Godot if a giant monster just killed everyone. It would. The house I... would have really enjoy um, my dinner with Andre. I've seen it four times and I've fallen asleep every single time. Enjoyed it every single time. Don't know how it ends, but slept so great every time I watched it. So. Spoiler alert, it ends with murder. Murder? Murder? Yeah, it, it, it is great. And Wally Shawn, of course, if you've seen The Princess Bride, you know who Wally Shawn is. Um and uh, Andre Gregory, He's a playwright as well. Yeah, uh, Andre Gregory is uh, a character. He's a director, theater director. I yeah. should—I've never seen it. I should watch it. Oh, really? It's—it's it's really neat. It's—is uh, it Louis Mal who did it? Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's—they it, shot it in this warehouse. It looks like a—I mean, like back when I first saw it um, and fell asleep. I, I thought, oh, it's like in a restaurant, but it turns out they shot it in a warehouse and it was mm. cold. And like you said, Steve Andre Gregory is talking about the glories of not um, of being cold. And he has a, a heated blanket on his lap the entire time. Mm -hmm. It's the magic of Hollywood. Yeah. But it's a great movie. It's 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 really cool. Huh. Um. So uh, it's uh, nine thirty. Uh, we've been here for two hours. Oh my god! Um, and uh, it flew by. It was really a pleasure. Uh, I I I again. I really. I don't. I I don't know. Marty, if I upset you really, because I can't tell when you're really upset, but I apologize if I upset you. I <laughs> I don't know. If I upset you, Marty, I meant to, and I'm glad I did. <laughs> same, same reaction. Where, where's all that acting zazz when the, the cameras are rolling? He just I, tightens up. I know. When there's money involved, I get all freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> Such a capitalist. Um, I'm sorry. I think you got that wrong. Mm. 
Uh, no, John, it, I, this is what we want to do is to, to bring uh, other dimensions to this show so we can shift uh, ownership of the podcast to from person to person as we go, just to make it a little more dynamic and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, ex- and, and get Steve to not yawn in right mm-hmm. in the mic. Right in Are the you, mic. So in it's, the mic. It, it's, in the mic. it's a two-hour mark. Are you guys going to talk about theater again and drag no. this another 15 okay. no. minutes? No, or we're not. The, we're not. The I want to talk. I did about. talk to Mark Lefieri, Marty, just recently. <laughs> Oh my um, God, Mark is just a wonderful actor and just such an energy to him. And I just like, like, I, I look at him and I'm like, how could I, like, even okay. da- deign to, a- to try to be an actor when Mark Lefrey is one of, is a delightful actor? I, I serious, seriously mean that. But. Um, so, uh, what do you, I want to make a bet. Um, I, I'm willing to bet uh, $2. That my son is not on Fascination Street. Who wants to take me up on that? Well, Your I son don't is because I so Street. so badly want him to be on it because I want to hear his reaction to us talking about him. If so. you want to send us emails, send it to noonerpodcast at gmail.com. Tweet at us at noonerpodcast on the Twitter. If your name is not Steve Owen, do not. No no no. more emails from Steve Owen. Please, please, please. We love it. Uh, And if you want to hear what Yogi Sylvain has to say about his sexual exploits, turn into Fascination um, Street Street podcast. Podcast. Yeah. Wait, John. Now, are you mad at me now? Oh my god. No, no. I'm just a. You're hoping that it's not happening because I just, yeah, I'm just appalled and uh, and scared. It's just disrespectful what yeah. you did to your own son. I know, <laughs> and, and and this is Sylvain BBB. If you're if you're part of CPS Child Protective Services, that is John Sylvain. This has been going on for decades. So this is that's not funny, Marty. <laughs> Um, he's a. I, I think he's nineteen. Yeah. So, mm. so uh, it's it's been my... going on since before he was born. No. <laughs> um, John, who is on? You know it. Uh Carl Gajusek and uh, I don't know who. Maybe right. you. Marty, no. you want to be on? You know it. Oh my God! You hate when I'm on it because because I am, I'm more focused on the questions than being interesting. Mm. And it 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 is the my fatal flaw. This is what I'm not good at. That's why I've tried out for several uh, game shows and not been selected. Mm-hmm. Well, I want you. Do you want right. to be on it on Thursday? Uh, not this Thursday, but another Thursday for sure. All right, great. Yeah. Um, and Steve, then, do you want to be on this weekend? This week, Thursday. When is it? Thursday. Thursday. Wait, is Marty going to be on? No, Marty. No, I just on. said I was. The wasn't. energy vampire is not going to be on. Oh my god! I just shut up for a second, Marty. Let me finish <laughs> talking to John. Let let the men talk for a second. <laughs> little fucking butterfly. Fucking what the goddamn? Uh, yeah, I'm not doing anything Thursday. All right, Are great. You fucking. All right. I'm looking at my um, calendar. I also just uh, DM Steve Owens to ask if he really. 
interviewed Yogi. So uh, he's probably in sleepy sleep land because he's old and he lives in Texas. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll know in the morning. Uh, Steve, what, what's going on with uh, Subterra season two? Oh, we had a table read with our wonderful piece of talent Ooh. who had a lot of fucking notes. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I'll say it, but this is crap. <laughs> it, it, I have to. I actually have to disagree with you, and it is uh, so fun. It was super fun reading it. I, I I'm was reading it for the first time as out loud to the two writers, which was incredibly scary and weird. Uh, but I was well, like, you made and you made it weirder by just being you. Yeah, you're very awkward. I, I'm an awkward person. But it was thrilling, and I'm so excited to hear it with other voices that that are not mine. So me too. Everybody, look out for it. No, I, I'm serious. It is it is really really good. It, it is a uh, as I told Marty before the table read. I listened to the whole first season in one quick day, and um, he's the secret sauce. No, no, like, no, he's, no, he's, I, I no, 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 it's no, no. A, I it's a fun ride in the first season room, you guys. and the second Jesus. season Jesus is like super exciting and it, it, like it's it's really cool so everybody look out for it and uh send us all your stuff at noonerpodcast at gmail.com and we will see we will see you next say it john you're Tuesday. the host <laughs>